It's episode 115 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Let me take just a quick second here to tell you about another great offer coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. You all know by now that the quality of your meat matters so, so much to the health of your body, to your family's body, to your future health the health and happiness of the animal you are consuming equals the health and happiness of your own body. That's really the simplest, easiest way to think about it. So you always want to make sure you can get the best quality meat for you and your family that you can afford. ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from these happy and healthy animals. And they've made it very affordable in order for you to get these meats delivered right to your door every single month. So you don't have to worry about sifting through the grocery store trying to find those meats that actually fit the bill. Because I can tell you from experience, it is becoming harder and harder to find these 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the pasture-raised chicken, the heritage breed pork. You just can't find that in grocery stores these days. You can get this all at ButcherBox because they are doing it right and sending it to your door so you don't have to worry about it. ButcherBox has one of the best specials I've ever seen them run for you all until September 29th, 2019. It is their ground beef for life deal. You get two pounds of ground beef in every single box for the lifetime of your subscription forever for free. Two pounds of their ground beef, which is absolutely phenomenal tasting beef. Plus, you get 20 bucks off just because you're a Keto for Women listener. So butcherbox.com slash KFW up until September 29th, 2019 will get you free ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every single box you order from ButcherBox for the life of your subscription with them, plus an extra $20 off. You don't want to miss this deal. Butcherbox.com slash KFW. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks as always for joining us on this episode of Keto for Women and a hot seat episode is coming at you. We are ready. We're ready for this hot seat episode. It's gonna be a good one. It is. We're fired up. We're fired up. We already can probably tell you that it's going to go into two separate episodes because we're talking about diet mindset, which I know I've been talking about a lot, but there's still tons of questions. There's a lot of new things that come up, I think, as you all are starting to kind of notice this in yourself and think, oh, maybe this is something that I probably should start thinking about changing or start looking into more about myself. Hey, maybe this is why I don't get results ever because of this crazy diet mindset I'm under. And so I think it's just starting to ignite a fire, hopefully, in you all, which means there's more questions and they are all really good. I asked for these over on Instagram, both in the stories and on my actual feed, which was exciting. Got awesome questions. So I couldn't choose just a few. I had to go all in. So it's probably going to be a double episoder. And really because the answers are very complex. Don't you think? Yeah. I think there's a lot to say. There's a lot of different facets to cover. Indeed. There's no right or wrong way to this. So we'll get into those questions ASAP. But first, just a super quick reminder, I'm not going to go into massive detail because I know I did on last week's episode. And if you didn't listen to that episode, stop this. I'm just going to say it. Stop this and go back and listen. 
to episode 114. It's with our friend, Laura Goldner. How much do we love her? Oh, I love Laura. She is so... Oh, I just had the best time talking to her. I felt like I could talk to her all day. And then immediately I stopped recording and I was like, I think I want to go get my psychology degree. (laughs) I was looking into it. I'm not joking. She just is like, I'm in awe of her. So go back and listen to that episode. You do also learn more about what I'm talking about right this second, which is Empower Intensive, my new monthly coaching call series. So exciting. Can I actually go behind the scenes and tell people how this all played out, which was really like months ago, you said, Sean, you should do some monthly coaching calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then like six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, I was like, hey, Kristen, I think I should do some monthly coaching calls. <laughs> Great idea, Sean. That's how it always Brilliant. plays out Brilliant. Here. And then I had this big grandiose idea and Kristen had to be like, well, we can't actually do it that way. Like that's not how your business operates, but good idea, but we can do it this way, which is the empower intensive. The cool thing about it is that these calls are a la carte. So you can decide which ones you need. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of blowing the secret, which I think isn't a secret anymore and telling you that there's going to be a lot more of them coming up basically monthly with some breaks here and there. We'll call it a series. We're calling it a series instead of all the time because who knows, I might need a break here and there, (laughs) or you all might need a break here and there. But yeah, so there will be lots of them coming up. They are all on very specific topics having to do with your diet and body and health mindset and how all of that is holding you back from what you really want. We're diving in deep. And someone asked, it was in the Fat Burning Female Facebook group, how is this different than what you cover on the podcast, because obviously I talk a lot here to you all every week, but how I described it was like the podcast is the preview and the coaching calls will be the feature film. Like that is when we go through everything, we learn everything, we do everything together. So there are actual action items that you're going to be working on every month. We actually do some kind of workshop items within the coaching call together. And I'm actually going to be coaching you live. If you're someone that has questions or needs help, I'll be choosing some people to coach right then and there. So that was one big question I got. Another big question is, what if I can't be there? Like I work at that time of day every single day, so I will never be able to make these calls. And my answer there is, The only thing you're going to miss by not being there live is the opportunity to potentially get chosen for coaching. Everything else you get, you get all the worksheets that you'll be filling out during the call. You get the homework afterwards. You get into the Empower Intensive Book Club. Every month we have a book. We're reading it. We're going over it the following month together. So it's not really that much different, really at all, unless you are someone that has a live coaching question and you get selected for that. So I just wanted to go over those two big questions. Awesome. Well, so who, like, who would you say is a good candidate for joining the coaching call? I mean, to be totally honest, especially with the listenership that we have here on the Keto for Women show, most of you, because you at some point have been on a diet. You've been trying to use food as an opportunity to change the shape of your body, your weight, your pant size, your dress size, whatever. So you've had that correlation between I need to eat less or eat less carbs or eat more fat or some sort of rule regulation restriction around the food you're putting on your plate in relationship to what you're trying to do with your body. So a lot of people, even if you aren't that person now, it is hard. And I know this, I know Kristen knows this, it's hard to get out of that diet mindset. Even if it's years and years and years in your past, it's still there. That diet ego is still right on your left shoulder, chattering in your left ear, and you have to learn how to only hear what's going on in your right ear from your actual intuition and your body telling you. So even if it's been a while, it still is really good to get some tools to use when that happens, because it's inevitably going to be happening at some point, because our bodies change all the time too. And we're told by everyone, like doctors, nutritionists, dietitians, the government, 
our personal trainers, everyone to change your diet if you want to change your body. So we really have to unravel that because it's not true. Well, and at the root of it, this is mindset work. I Mm -hmm. know you're specifically focusing more on the diet and the health piece of it, but the actual practice of it is a form of personal growth and it's applicable to other things in life, right? Other than just that. So I think, yeah, it's really useful regardless. It's a great tool. Yeah. I think that's kind of the interesting thing about all this. Like, yes, I chose to focus on diet and health because that's my specialty. But all of this work applies to everything, your money mindset. I mean, we all have money egos too, (laughs) you know, so even if diet isn't a thing, all the work can be applied to every part of your life. And that's one of the cool things that I noticed. I originally started all this work for my health to get a better health ego, I guess, or get rid of my health ego and diet ego. But then I did apply it to money. And it worked in that regard for me too. So yeah, it's such a cool, fascinating thing, which is why I'm getting into talking about it. And I obviously could talk about it forever, but let's not. Well, let's, I I mean, mean, because I guess we're going to continue. At least for the next hour. So (laughs) yeah, we're going to talk about it for the next hour. Be prepared. So let's roll into it. You ready? Let's do it. Oh, well, just real quick, everybody. Empower Intensive, September 3rd, 5 p.m., mountain time if you want to be there live. If you can't, no big deal. As long as you are registered, you will get everything, the recording, all that stuff that comes with the course forever. And everybody gets it forever, nonstop access, so you can continue to do the work. All right. What do you have a URL? Oh, (laughs) that'd be helpful. SeanMiner.com slash empower. Easy. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful webpage. It is. We'll just say that. Pure beauty. Thanks to Kristen, I stayed far away from that thing. I wrote what was on the page. She made it beautiful, which is exactly what happens with every single thing. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into it. September 3rd, guys. We'll see you there. All right. We're talking diet mindset, your questions, our answers to these The one thing I want to share before we get into the actual questions is this overarching theme that I saw with every single person that asked a question about diet mindset, which was for me, this huge lack of trust in our bodies and inner wisdom, which is not your fault. Totally what happens when you do succumb to the diet industry, the diet mindset, everything they want you to feel or not feel about your bodies, it happens. So it is not your fault, but it's very obvious that this is what has taken over. And it does come with this sense of not trusting your body, having fear around what could or could not happen. And that fear can go away when you work with your own intuition and inner wisdom. So that's the first thing. And also this lack of respect and care, because you can't try to change your body with such rigor and diligence and force as we are trying to do if you respect and care for your body. Those two can't coexist because you're going against your body's natural rhythm and desires at this point in time, which is not respectful and that's not caring for your body. So I want to keep those things in mind and just really think about that. Are you actually approaching this with trust and respect and care? And then the second thing is weight and your food intake are immediately correlated always. And that's just not the case. And that's something obviously we're going to talk about a bunch today and all the reasons why it isn't. But the very first step before you can make any move on getting rid of this diet mindset, well, I don't even think that this is the very first step, but one of them is to release that connection, just release it and kind of like see yourself slicing through that immediate connection you're making to my weight and my food choices are immediately connected. So that's what I saw with these questions. What do you think about all this, Kristen? Well, I think when it comes to mindset, it's important to remember that nobody has your answer, 
right? So we have people that are asking great questions. And I think we say, you know, we're here to answer them. But really what we're doing is providing suggestions or ideas of things for people to try. So everybody's story is a little different, including ours. A lot of this is anecdotal and personal experience. And so really it should just serve as a gateway into opening your mind to new concepts or new ways of thinking and really just new tools to experiment with. And really it's up to you to find your own solution and your own answer. Anybody who says they have it for you is, should be a red flag. Mm -hmm. No one has your answer. So you're saying everyone's different. Yes. Weird. Well, but I think that that is what is so phenomenally amazing about this work is all we're teaching you how to do is find your own answers by using your own body. Your body's signals and guidance and clues, like that is invaluable. And we are all so out of touch with that. We don't even realize it. So we do have to look for these outside sources when our own body is telling us and has always tried to tell us, we've just decided not to listen. And so now we've gotten us into a little bit of a pickle. (laughs) Yeah, really, it boils down to just awareness and becoming reconnected Mm -hmm. with yourself and exploring, just being open-minded and exploring these different methods and suggestions and things. And you'll find what clicks with you and you'll find your path. Which seems so easy and yet is so difficult because like that inner, and I've talked about this before, your inner guidance is kind of quiet. It's just like this calm knowing thing. And all of our ego sources are very, very loud, like social media, general media, our doctors, all this stuff. They're screaming at us. Well, let's step it back a bit. When you say ego, because you've said it a few times now, like, what do you mean when you say that? So I actually kind of thought about it this week, I was creating the material for Empower Intensive September's course. And I related it to like the mean girl versus your best friend. So your mean girl, it's like if you go back to high school, and if you were someone you think of that mean girl, and you just hear her voice and whatever she says is amplified by a million percent. And even if it's not even directed at you, then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, I wonder if she thinks that about me, you know, you just start really taking in all of what the mean girl says and believing it as true. Whereas your best friend is on the other side of you next to you telling you how awesome you are, how fun you are, how cute you look in that outfit, all that stuff. But you can't hear that because that mean girl is down the hall with her loud voice screaming at how whatever bad you are, how ugly you are, that dress is awful. XYZ, right? So that's how I like to think of it because it very much is amplified when it's your ego. It's like loud versus soft. And it's this inner knowing versus this outer chatter mm-hmm. that then we internalize. You sure. Know? So, okay. All right. So with that being said, let's do these questions. Okay, cool. We'll start with Michelle first up. I know it's not all about weight loss, but my overall health is affected by my weight. I'm working very hard to lose weight with keto, but nothing seems to be working. Yeah, this is Michelle, you are representing like 90% of the keto for women community right now. So let's unpack everything you said. I know it's not all about weight loss, which is good. And it's so funny how many people start their questions or their statements to me with this. Like the people I work with one-on-one, the people in the Vaporing Female Project, like I cannot tell you how many times I hear, I know it's not all about weight loss. So that's cool. You know that. Are you actually applying that? Or is it still a surface level thought you're having? Where do we go with, I know it's not all about weight loss, because I don't know if we've actually like really absorbed that and taken it to heart and really, truly believe that. So that's the first thing is really unpacking that and seeing where you actually stand on that. The second thing, my overall health is affected by my weight. How do you know that? Who is telling you that? Where is that coming from? Is that coming from internal knowing that you cannot have the health you're looking for at the weight you're at? Or is that what your doctor has told you? Is that what the media has told you? Is that what you're just assuming because maybe someone in your family has gone through it? You need to know that for you. There are actually quite a few things. And I actually don't know where this comes from because obviously I wasn't in medical school at any point, but there's a lot 
of times where your doctor will just tell you, hey, lose weight and this will come down. And that is often not the case. There are many, many cases where people do lose weight in a very unhealthy way, of course, and their blood pressure doesn't go down, it goes up. Their blood sugar doesn't change. Their cholesterol gets higher. Inflammation skyrockets. Like that is not a direct correlation. There are so many things that your doctor is telling you is weight-based that isn't. And it's actually really interesting. I had already kind of made notes about this answer yesterday. And then I was looking on Instagram and one of the posts from the Today Show had a story where a lady went in, she had high protein in her urine and the doctor told her, go lose weight and this will come down. So she went back, she lost weight and went to another doctor once she lost the weight. And it turned out she actually had bone marrow cancer. But it was like, this is just kind of this first step that almost like the easy path for doctors to give you to say, just lose weight and this will go away. Or this is because of your weight or you're healthy, but you still have to lose weight. You know, it's like, that's the first place that doctors go these days and it really shouldn't be and can't be. And this is where you have to do your own work and digging and really find out how healthy are you or aren't you. And Base your decisions and what you're going to do, your action items, I guess, from the place of knowing where you stand health-wise and trying to work on that because there's a very good chance that you will improve your health and you might not lose weight. So again, this is where we can do the disconnection here of weight and health, which you have to do. It just will make such a big difference for all of you if you can disconnect that and really, truly with no, I know it's not all about weight loss, no kind of prerequisite, I guess, and just focus on getting healthy and know that your weight is not directly correlated with that. There are many cases where you can get lovely health and you may only lose five pounds when really you thought you needed to lose 50 or someone told you that that was the case. Just understand that it's not directly correlated and focus on those health concerns. So some of the very specific things that doctors will tell you is weight-based that aren't is blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, high triglycerides, inflammation. So yes, in a lot of cases, losing weight is part of that. It's not all of it. And actually what is happening is as you are getting healthier, and I've talked about this on this show bajillions of times, as you get healthier and as things come into alignment with your health and balance, your body sheds the unnecessary weight because it doesn't want to be at a higher weight than it needs to be or than its set point, but it's doing so because it's not at a healthy place. So that will happen in many cases, but not in all cases. So instead of just going for the weight and thinking that's what's going to cause your health changes, go for the health changes. And I know this is a broken record, but it's like people can't just focus on health. That that little nagging, again, die ego in their head is saying that it has to be a weight-based thing. It's so interesting to me, though, because things like blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, high triglycerides, inflammation, what you said, like those are symptoms typically of something mm-hmm. going awry, right? But I don't understand why doctors don't view weight as a symptom mm-hmm. also, right? Because right? it is. Yeah, it's like it's the main event when it really isn't. It's just like, okay, this is going wrong, but then you know, we have all these other things and your weight, you're at a higher weight than perhaps you should be. It's just more pieces to the puzzle instead of being the only piece, which is how a lot of doctors see it. Yeah. I mean, it's simply a signal that your body is giving that something else is potentially awry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when I asked the question over on my Instagram story this week, it was, what makes you think that dieting equals weight loss? Where did you hear that? And I was just a curious question. I want to know where that came from. And most people said, well, actually not most, I'd say about half the people said their doctor told them. And I just want to remind people that obviously doctors are amazing and incredible people and we need them, but they do not go through nutrition practice or schooling or anything like that. I think they have one chapter and one part of their entire medical program that is about nutrition. And that's very dated information that comes from the government. Right. The problem is how they're trained. It's not 
doctors themselves, but it is, Mm -hmm. they are the antiquated system in which they are educated and all this stuff needs to be revamped big time. Like Mm -hmm. what they're learning in school is old and not accurate anymore. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've had it myself back when I gained a bunch of weight pretty rapidly. I went to the doctor, not because of that. I think I mainly went because I wasn't having a period and I wanted to know what the heck was going on. And I got that. I got the weight talk. Like you need to exercise more and you need to eat healthier. And I was like, well, I'm a nutritionist and a personal trainer. So I don't think that's it. I think your advice is very dated and wrong. And I think you're just telling everybody that. Yeah. And it was, it's really frustrating. It's so frustrating to hear that. So it does make you think, well, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I do need to work out six days a week instead of five. You know, it's very frustrating. So I do understand where this is coming from, but I want you again, it's just part of the answer to do your own research, be your own advocate. The last thing we want to talk about with this question from Michelle is the last sentence, which is I'm working very hard to lose weight with keto, but nothing seems to be working. So again, that working hard, quote unquote, working hard is at least partly the problem. You're forcing this to happen versus allowing this to happen. So again, think of those two words, forcing sounds pretty strong. We just talked about that versus allowing sounds so much softer and just more complete. Like it would just be this thing that is happening as your body adjusts. And that is diet ego versus intuition. So really focus on how you're trying to make things happen. And if working hard is in your vocabulary, probably time to start focusing on what your diet ego is saying. And if you're letting that take charge, which those words would mean yes. And keep in mind that forcing and anything coming from your diet ego, your body will always fight back and will always win. So that's the hard part about the diet ego is your body knows better. You don't in your brain and what you've been fed all these years, but your body does. And it's going to win. You cannot outsmart it. So this is what's happening in Michelle's case. She's trying her hardest to outsmart and win against her body and her intuition And it's not going to happen no matter how hard you try. And in fact, the harder you try, the harder your body will fight back. So if we can release some of this working hard and just allow, then things will happen a lot easier and a lot more naturally. It's probably going to take a lot longer than you want it to take, but we're getting healthy. We're focusing on the right thing. We're working on using our intuition and learning and listening to our bodies and what all that means. And that's where it will come from. So just wanted to mention that. Well, it seems like another common theme in a lot of people's questions and comments is they say, but nothing seems to be working. Mm -hmm. And well, what are you trying? Right? Mm -hmm. So if food was not a variable, I know like this is a hard thing to imagine, but pretend that food is not in the equation when it comes to weight. It's not a variable. What would you do? Like if you are in this situation where you're saying my weight is affecting my health, I really need to lose some weight. What would you do if food is off the table? No pun intended. <laughs> what would you do next? What would you even focus on? I what think would you, you intended that pun. I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, like then what? Mm-hmm. Right? So we've talked a lot about, and you've talked a lot about all the other things that need to happen, like with stress reduction and sleep and all these other things. When you say nothing seems to be working, does it mean just keto or just your diet? Or are you trying all these other things? Are you doing more mindset work? Are you meditating? Are You know, there are so many things to try. And I feel like when you see food as the one fix to your weight, you know, it's like having a toolbox full of tools and only ever using the hammer. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, diet is not the only tool. And in many cases, it's not even the best tool to use. I mean, you can't saw a piece of wood in half with a hammer. 
It's just not going to work very well. You I mean, it probably like, makes some dents. To me, it's like, and I cannot think of, of a good example of this, but it is kind of similar to like, oh, your car's having problems. And so you keep taking it in and getting the oil changed over and over again, yet your car still has problems. It's like, well, there's a lot of other things you need to check to make sure your vehicle is running properly aside from your oil. So why do you keep getting your oil changed? And right. the problem still persists. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so true. That's such a good example. I guess for Michelle and for all of the other Michelles out there, because she's representing a lot of you right now, I have a very hard challenge for you, which is for now, you are calling a truce with your body and fully accepting the weight you are at right now. Can you do that? Again, it's just for today. Like for today, accept where you're at right now, tomorrow. Just say that to yourself when you wake up. Okay, for today, I'm going to accept where I'm at right now. It can be this like really broken down system where you're just going to choose to accept yourself and where you are at with your weight right now. Because once you do that, first of all, you're finally be able to start potentially hearing your intuition. Number two, you'll allow this sense of fear and need to subside a little bit. So you'll take that pressure off of yourself and off of this diet you're doing and off of these things not happening as quickly as you want. So that will kind of go away a little bit. And then you have so much space to actually really focus on your health because you're not focusing on your health right now if you're putting weight to be the number one factor. So then you can really, truly get to the root of the problem. If there is a problem at all, you might be perfectly healthy, which would be cool. So then just continue accepting, 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 and allowing, allowing, allowing. It's that easy. Like it is, I cannot tell you how things will happen for you in every aspect of your life if you can just use that system everywhere, accept and allow and just see what happens. Yeah, well, I think the first step really is to just become more aware of which voice is loudest, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling this fear or like, oh, I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. Who's saying that? You know, that is your ego. That is your inner critic. Any kind of critical stuff, that is your ego saying that. So just getting used to identifying who is saying what is an excellent place to start so that you can become more aware. And then all of a sudden your ego, your inner critic is not the one steering the car anymore. I mean, that's where we all run into the biggest problems is when we let this thing take over our thoughts and we're totally unconscious to it. Like we don't even realize it's happening and it's ruining our day. It's ruling our lives. We're letting it because we're just not even aware that that Mm -hmm. is what is, you know, stealing the show. And we don't even know there's another way. There's another option that's been in you from day one. But if you really sit back and think like when you catch it and you think about what it's telling you, it is really irrational. Mm -hmm. Like what it's telling you is really dumb. You're Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have to be like this forever. Like that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Who says that? Why would it say that? Right. Exactly. That's, oh God, it's just such a different world. And that's why this is the first step to any sort of mindset work that we are going to be doing in the future. This is why it's the first topic of the first Empower Intensive call, because you cannot do anything else until you understand what's really going on in your head and who's talking (laughs) and how to let your intuition be the louder one in pretty much every case ever. Before we move on, I have yet another awesome brand to introduce you to that has a mission of creating natural, toxin-free, clean products for your life, and that is Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in their bathroom every day, like deodorant, toothpaste, bar soap, and body wash. They use trusted ingredients that actually work. Their products are formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. They're filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil, which is antimicrobial, shea butter for moisturizer and emollient, and tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. There is no animal testing on any of their products either. People love Native. With over 8,000 five-star reviews, Native has been featured in places like the Today Show, Women's Health, Elle Magazine, Good Morning America, Pop Sugar, Nylon, Hello Giggles, and more. Something we all love to see 
less is more with Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, which is so important to all of us Keto for Women listeners now. So you know every single thing that's going into the product that you're using every single day in your bathroom. They also have great scents. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents like coconut, vanilla, lavender, rose, and cucumber mint. And they even release limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. That sounds super fun to me. I want to be a part of that. They've also made sure to include unscented formulas and baking soda-free formulas for those with specific sensitivities. I've had the pleasure of adding Native products to my life for a little bit now, and I'm really loving them. I chose the lavender rose scent. Smells amazing, not too strong, which is really important to me. It's just a hint of this amazing lavender rose scent all day long. It's great. I've really put it to the test going to the gym and getting sweaty or having these long summer hikes. I leave feeling fresh, which is my big clue that they are actually working and will be effective. So that means they're clean and they're effective, which is so important for us to find. We've spent a lot of time lately talking about detoxifying our lives and products. I'm committed to bringing you trustworthy brands that make it easy for you to make this switch because I know it can be hard. Native is one of those brands I can fully get behind. And for Keto for Women listeners right now, they are giving you 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code KETO, the number four women during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase over at Native. Going to nativedeodorant.com and use that promo code KETO, the number four women And a big thanks to them for supporting this podcast and helping bring this episode to air. All right, let's move on. I think these questions we probably already kind of covered, but we'll see if there's anything else that comes up as we talk about these common questions. Okay. This one, I'm not sure who submitted this one. What if you actually need to lose weight? How do you lose weight without a diet mindset? And Julia also asks how to go about working on a healthier weight without becoming obsessive. Yeah. So, I mean, both of these, again, are making that assumption that your weight is directly correlated to your food. It's like you're honing in on that one thing. And you all know, I mean, how many episodes have we had of this podcast? And how many times have I said, you cannot only look at that. And Kristen just said it again. There are so many other factors involved. And I think part of becoming unobsessed with trying to lose weight, trying to diet, but not diet and still thinking that is of course, you've got to break that connection. And then you've got to get so in love with yourself, which again, self-love, I know it's super hard. Nobody gets it, but just have enough respect and care for yourself to want to take care of all of yourself and Yes, of course, food is nourishing and important and we need those nutrients. We also need the pleasure from it. We need to use it for what it's actually intended, which is not to lose weight. And that is a really big step. But where else can you go now that you have so much respect for yourself and your body that you want to take care of all of you? And it's, of course, not just diet. So take that power that you are giving to your weight because you're using that number on the scale or how your clothes fit. You're giving all your power to that. And that is not how you respect your body. You've got to take that power back and not let it dictate your life, not let it dictate how you feel about yourself, what actions you do or don't take, what words you do or don't speak to yourself take that back. Like, why are you giving that away? Respect yourself enough to make that choice, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think a big key factor to all this too, is focusing on your big picture goals. Your bigger why is what you you've said in the past, you know, what are the big drivers to wanting, you know, whatever you want a better life or or this or that. I think it's important to sit down and, and really think this through and even write it. I think writing is important and to keep asking yourself, why? Why do I want that? And then dig a little deeper. Well, why do I want that? 
dig a little deeper, get to the, the real root of this and use that as your guiding force to why you're trying to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And if that includes some weight loss, so be it. If, as long as that is helping you work towards your bigger why. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's so interesting because, you know, we do the bigger why work in the fat burning female project. And then people are still like, well, this is my bigger why, but I still want to lose weight. Of course. Right. That's how it always is. So I want you to get over that mindset of needing to lose weight. And I think both of these questions might have said that, or at least, you know, led to that. You don't need to do anything. You don't even need to get healthy if you don't want to. It's your choice. You have all the freedom in the world. So what do you really, truly want? And like Kristen said, go through that process of continuing to ask yourself why. So you say you need to lose weight. Well, why? And then keep going down the list until you find out it's probably going to be like a feeling that you're actually looking for. Like you want to feel mm -hmm. confident, you want to feel secure, you want to get attention. What is your actual reason for wanting or feeling like you quote unquote need to lose weight? What do you want from that? And the same thing goes for getting healthy. Again, you don't have to get healthy if you don't want to. So what is really coming from that feeling like you need to do these things? And that will really start driving, again, that respect for your body and the ability to be respectful and trusting and accepting of your body now, because you can have what you really want right now. You can have that feeling of acceptance, of confidence, of pride, whatever it is you're actually looking for right now. There's many other ways that you can get that besides needing to lose weight. So that's, again, this whole mindset. Like, I just love, I love this work because it's so cool to think that you're waiting for this 10 pounds to come off before you can feel whatever it is, confident, let's say. But you could also just get like a really cute new outfit. And yes, I know nobody wants to dress their body 10 pounds heavier. I get it. I was there. It's not fun. But I found some cute outfits and I was like, hey, I can think I look pretty good. So you can have that confidence too. You can already have it. You're just not looking in the right places and you're not doing the right work. Go ahead. Well, there are a lot of things that you can focus on instead of weight that align with your higher purpose and will eventually get you there if that's what you really want, mm -hmm. right? You yeah. don't have to be obsessed with it. You can find these other things, but it takes doing some work ahead of time to really identify those priorities and the self-awareness around it. And, you know, for a lot of us, these habits or almost these limiting beliefs are what keep us stuck. Like we don't deserve to have X, Y, Z. And so the weight kind of stays on because we really believe, well, we don't deserve this. It's just mm -hmm. a part of a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So if you're not addressing, you know, past, it could even be like, childhood traumas or past traumas, or a lot of mental stuff. If you're not working through these things, then, you know, your body, your physical manifestation of that stuff just won't go away. Oh, it's amazing how much weight we're carrying because of our beliefs. Like it has nothing to do with what we're eating or even our hormones or anything like that. It's this thing that's going on in our heads that a lot of us don't even know because it developed before we even can remember, you know, a right, lot of our right. subconscious mind is developed at the age of seven. Yeah. Oh, the ego part of it. That's where it starts to form as a kid, when your parents are telling you what you should do or how you should be, or when your friends make fun of you or whatever mm -hmm. happens, like that's where this stuff starts. And, and this is what I meant by at the top of the show where everybody's journey is different and everybody's answer is different because it may not necessarily be like a logistical thing. Like, how do I do, how do I lose this weight? Well, I need to sleep more and I need to do this. Well, it could be a lot of mental work, a lot of mm -hmm. mind work, a lot of you know, journaling type stuff, it could take a lot of different tools to break through this. Sounds like you're talking about the new mindset course that's coming up this fall. Oh, I haven't even looked at it. Were you just it. plugging that and <laughs> without you even knowing it? I, I haven't even looked at it yet. <laughs> that's true. You haven't. I'm like, nope, you're not seeing this. Yeah. Just a little side note on that. But the last thing I want to talk about with all of this, and we're going to move on from weight, I think the last thing I want to remind everybody Understand that what you have learned about dieting is coming from a $78 billion industry that is making tons of money by creating this diet ego in you that thinks you can't eat quote unquote normally and lose weight. And like normal eating is a thing. 
And a lot of us aren't doing it. I think most of us aren't doing it. We don't even know what that means because we either go in one crazy diet aspect or one crazy binge aspect, neither of which is normal, quote unquote normal. Everyone has a different normal, of course, too. But they want you to think that you can't do that. And if you do, that you'll gain weight or you'll get unhealthy or whatever we're calling it. But that is an industry. That is a business. So really keep in mind when you see this stuff coming out about dieting and calories in versus calories out, like where is that coming from? Who is this person? Where did they get their training? Are they spewing off someone else's information that seems kind of uh, diet industry-like? Just keep that in mind. And there is more and more evidence, scientific evidence coming out every day, it seems, showing that dieting, which is, you know, I'm kind of keeping the term to be basically manipulating, controlling, restricting your food in an effort to lose weight. That's what I consider dieting actually causes weight gain, not just like that you're going to lose weight and then gain it all back and get back to where you started. No, you're actually going to get higher than that because it increases your set point to where your body feels comfortably and naturally safe. We're going to talk more about this in the Empower Intensive call, really dive into that. But just by lowering your metabolism, increasing your hunger, all these other mechanisms that you don't even know are going on in your body when you diet are going to keep you from maintaining weight loss. Of course, it's going to work short term, long-term, you are going to increase your weight. So please let that be a thought for you. My last thing, because I wrote this and I was like, ooh, this is so good. No good. (laughs) I just want to end this question and our talk about weight with this. Love is a catalyst for change. Not hate, not need, not force, not obsession. Love. Love you love, love, love your body, love your situation, love your life, love everything. I know it's hard. It is possible. I have done it when I was at the deepest, darkest place I could ever imagine myself being. I've done it. It's possible. Done what? Love yourself? Mm-hmm. And how'd you do it? Learn to, well, that's just what people are going to have to find out. <laughs> now that is some very hard work that I will be sharing in other words, you can't really explain it in an hour. You, you can't. No, not even close. It's work. It's not talk. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. Practice. Yep. Forever, potentially. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. How do you know when to move on from what you're doing because it stopped working? I started off low carb, then went paleo, then went keto. All of these changes led to some positive results, but over time stopped working. How do we know what is the next move and when to make that move? Okay, so we're talking about weight a little bit more, kind of. She didn't actually say it, but this is what I'm assuming because a lot of people, which already happened in these previous questions, consider weight loss as to what is quote unquote working, not working. What is the next move? Saw some positive results, but now it's not working. Tried conventional oil, now synthetic oil, (laughs) going back to conventional oil. Stop changing the oil. Yeah, exactly. We're still focusing on getting our oil changed a little too often for what our car actually needs. And instead, you might just need to like get your brakes checked out. It's your brakes. It's not the oil. We know nothing about cars, people. (laughs) So not one thing, actually. I hate doing any sort of car repair. So what the real question is, when do we move on? What's the next move? How do I make that move? The sign that you need to move on is because you're still looking to food and diet to quote unquote work. And the next move is to stop moving. Like you're still, you are a diet hopper. This person is a diet hopper. Again, you are representing a lot of people. Even on this question, there were multiple likes and replies of how they had this question too. You are a diet hopper. You are always going to be looking for the next quick fix, the next thing that's going to actually quote unquote work. I mean, that we've all done it. No judgment here whatsoever. So You need to understand and realize that this is not the life that you want. This is not good for you or your body or your health. And you need to stop looking to food and diet to quote unquote work and just let it be. I'm going to insert insert one time 
the old Edgar Allan Poe quote that we've all heard, we all love. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Yeah. I mean, dieters are insane. Classic definition of insanity right there. So you have to realize there is no next move. Your next move is to stop moving and just forever, 100% of the time, eat what your body wants and needs and craves and loves and enjoy your food and be intentional with your food and pay attention to everything you are consuming and how it feels and let your body guide you. And the best thing ever, and it worked for me this way too, when I realized I was done jumping around from diet to diet, I was like, oh my God, I get to just eat the same way forever. And which is just eating what my body wants. Now that's probably going to change over time. It's going to look different in different parts of my life, depending on what else is going on, what I'm craving, what I'm not craving, what I'm doing for my workouts, what I'm not doing for my workouts, time of year, all that stuff. But I don't have to look for the next move ever again. And as a former diet hopper, that was so relieving. So get off the diet roller coaster, stop looking for the next thing to work and focus on the internal knowing, which you cannot do until you understand what that is, right? And of course, the first step is understanding what is talking, that diet ego or your internal wisdom. Mm -hmm. Slow down, be present, feel. How are you feeling? How do things make you feel? Start being aware of these things. And the funny thing is once you start you know, working on your awareness, then signs start to come into your life, Mm -hmm. right? It's so weird how that works, but I remember I was going through something. I don't even remember now what, but I was walking past the library. I was like, oh, I'm just going to pop in. And there was a book on display on the front shelf. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. So I checked it out and never heard of it. Didn't even really know what it was about. And it was like a game changer of a book. And it said exactly all the things that I needed to hear in that moment. It's like, boom. Cause you know, I was, taking my time. I was aware. I was present. I wasn't in a rush. Like I was just living life. Right. And then these signs start to appear. It happens all the time. And we all get signs like every day, but most of us don't even see them or recognize them as signs. We just let them pass. And it's because we're too much in our own head, in our own bodies, really trying to manipulate every situation. And we're in such a rush and we're not even thinking, we're looking on our phone, we're talking to our partners, whatever. But if you just become more present, it's like being present with your food. And of course, we're going to bring it back to food because that's what we're talking about. Bringing present with your food opens up so much information, like just putting your phone down, Mm -hmm. being with yourself, taking some deep breaths, putting your fork down. And like, of course, that can't always happen. I know we have busy lives, things happen, we have to work, we have to go get our kids. But any time that you can be present with your food, you will be amazed at like, oh, I actually don't really like this. Like, I don't want this food. This actually doesn't feel that good. Mm -hmm. It's not satisfying me. Or like, I'm actually full. Why am I still eating? Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop eating now. Or like I'm scarfing and I don't even need to be. Why am right. I eating this like, fast I need right to now. slow down. It's just amazing. So yeah. that's a really good first step too, is yeah. just being more present. Was like, my point with that story is basically your next move will probably be shown to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're looking. Yeah, absolutely. So. All, right. All right. Tanya, you're up next. How can I help others stop the diet mindset without being preachy? Ooh, we love this question. Yeah, it I happens. Mean, because this is the end goal, of course, is for not only us to understand what's going on in our heads and what has been done to us because of our diet mindset and the diet industry over the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years, but then to also pay it forward and to start getting more people on board. And unfortunately, it's one of the hardest hardest things to educate people on. I have learned this for sure over the past three years. It's not because it's a hard concept. It's because people don't want to hear it. They're not ready to hear it. They're not willing to hear it. It just would be easier to just keep on dieting. 
and to keep on trying, trying and trying and trying. That sounds like the ego, right? Comfortable. Yeah. Like you want to stay in this comfortable place. Even if it's not a great place, it's comfortable. Like someone told me this is going to work. So this is going to work for me and I need to do this first. And I just need to lose 10 pounds before I can even try to be intuitive. Like that is your ego full force. The ego hates uncertainty, hates Mm -hmm. trying new stuff. Yep. Hates. Yeah. It's not ready for it. So it's going to shut it down. And a lot of people, of course, are being controlled by their diet ego. So they're not going to be ready to hear it. So I would even say in this group of Keto for Women listeners, I feel like 70% of you, maybe even 80% of you are hearing our words right now and thinking, hmm, that sounds like pretty cool. I should probably do that. But then you're still not going to actually accept it and move forward with it because your diet ego, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, you're going to go have your next meal and you're going to have that whole list of all these things you can and cannot eat and what you should and shouldn't do. And your diet ego will have taken over again. So it's hard. It's a hard thing because that ego is a strong one, like a mean girl, very loud, very loud, doesn't shut up easily. So the thing that I think happens to be the best case here is to show versus tell. So instead of trying to convert somebody or to help someone understand when they're not ready, just be where you're at and proudly display that. Like not like, oh, I'm just going to eat whatever I want because I'm not on a diet, but just be the super comfortable, confident person that you are around food and show how it can look when you're using your intuition. And instead of being like, oh, I blew my diet. So I'm going to go have all the cake. Just be like, oh, I think I'm going to have like a couple bites of cake. And then, oh, I'm actually, this isn't actually really good or satisfying me. So I'm done. Just show how it works and how it's working for you. And then people open up. It's kind of the same thing that happens with keto too. People think, why are you eating all that fat? And why aren't you eating that potato? then they start questioning. So then from there, you can explain how it's going, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and really get into the nitty gritty as far as they're willing to learn. And then slowly it builds to where they're like, huh, I think I kind of want to do that too. So show versus tell. It's great advice. My opinion. And yours? Well, I mean, I, yes, totally be a great example. Sometimes in some situations, asking questions can be kind of a powerful but neutral catalyst in helping people make their own realizations. And that's the thing you can't, you're right. You can't be preachy, Tanya. Like if you do that, people shut down right away or even trying to like give unsolicited advice. Obviously people really don't like that shut down right away. But if someone opens the door with a comment, it then allows you to then come back with some sort of a, a question like, Oh, Oh, why do you say that? Or how does that make you feel? If they say, if they, you know, make a comment about, oh, well, I can't have that cake today because I'm on a diet, you know, it's like a silent cry for help mm-hmm, almost, right? Exactly. When they say stuff like that. So, you know, if you want to, you, you could ask, like, come from a place of curiosity. That's super important. You do not want to do this in an accusatory way, but, you know, just kind of casually be like, oh, well, why, you know, why do you say that? Or, or whatever. This is a terrible example, but you know what I mean? Like, Asking questions can be powerful for people. Mm-hmm. And it's really the goal here is to help them come to their own conclusions. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you just ask those questions when someone mentions they're on a diet, pretty soon you'll get to like not working, not mm-hmm. being feeling good. They have no energy. They're hungry all the time. You'll They'll start complaining basically about the diet they're on. And then you can be like, well, like, do you really think that you need that? Or is have there, you there, tried this? Yeah. Is there anything else you can do? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So it does open the gates for sure, because people love talking about their diet. It's like one of the biggest things I think people talk about at work, in their families, with their friends. It's like, what diet are you on? Well, what diet are you on? Mm-hmm. Is it working? Yeah. Sometimes it's just like they're very passionate about. Other times it's like misery loves company and mm-hmm. wants to find someone else. Sometimes it's like, I really hate this. So I want to like talk about it and get it off my chest and commiserate or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things you have to, you can't push it. You've got to be super patient and look for the opportunities to plant a seed and then like slowly let it germinate over time. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Absolutely. And just show off your confident, comfortable around food self. And people will, especially if they're on a diet and they're like, Ugh, I don't know what I'm doing or how this is even working. I'm really frustrated. And they see you just enjoying your food like crazy. They'll be interested for sure. Yeah. And then you can just be like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Yeah. Hey. Keto for women. It's really good. Yeah. This Check is a really great podcast. Check out episode 115. I talked about you. <laughs> Okay, so I want to end on this one. This is a great last one for the round one of diet mindset. We also have fantastic questions for the next round. So be on the lookout for that. I just want to mention that here. But last one for today, Angie. Did you pay Angie to ask this question? I wish I did. This seems like a setup. I know, it does. But I swear I did not. This came in my Instagram story. Thank you, Angie. Angie, you little brown noser, you. <laughs> Angie asks, why is losing the diet mindset so freeing? I mean, how is it not, right? I cannot think of any way that it is not even when you, I think about my times when I was dieting, which was most of my life, and I was like, oh, this actually feels so good to know exactly what I'm eating and how many calories and, ooh, my weight went down by two thirds of a pound. <laughs> I feel really good. You know, I've been through it all, I tell you. But now that I'm on the other side, I feel bad for myself, honestly, for all of those years I spent being so restrictive and crazy with my food because now I'm in a place where there's no working or not working struggle. I'm never asking myself, is my diet working or not working? It's just not even a thought in my mind ever once. There are no rules. There are no regulations, restrictions, obsessions. Like I don't have that list of rules going on in my head with like, oh, should I eat this or shouldn't I? This is good. This is bad. This is more carbs. This is less carbs. None of that exists. This sounds exhausting. It does. Those thoughts, right? Think think of how much energy this consumes to have to think this way. No wonder it feels freeing when you don't have to spend so much energy restricting and, and planning and thinking and controlling. Holy crap, you've got so much energy to spend on things that are worthwhile, right? I mean, when you were calorie counting or just macro counting even, did you get to a point where you could just look at a food and know exactly how many calories, how many fat? Protein, oh, yeah. Carbs. I could do it all in my head, but I only ate like maybe five things, <laughs> you know, yeah. like because it stressed me out so much. I had to like limit the variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, 100, 150 for a cup of that. Like I do all the math in my head real quick. I guess it kept us Ooh. good at adding well, <laughs> in our heads kind I of can't say ish. <laughs> so anyway, you're freeing your mind, body, soul and life up so much to focus on what actually matters, which is not the food you're putting on your plate. Other than, of course, yes, making sure you're nourishing your body, making sure you're finding pleasure and satisfaction in your food, but it's not taking over your life to any degree. It's just a meal. You don't really think much about it except what sounds good, what's available, what would satisfy me, how much food do I need right now, like those very simple questions you spend about 30 seconds thinking about, and then you go about your day and you're focusing on what matters way more, which means you're finding things that make you happy, that give you pleasure. You're actually just enjoying life. You have the capacity to enjoy life now, which I think is really missing for a lot of people when they are so focused on their food. It's like, it takes so much time. And a lot of people, we've talked about this in uh, the episode, why are you stuck in a diet mindset? I think I can't remember what it's called, but it's all the reasons I listed of why you're still dieting. And it's like, you're bored or you need something to control or something to manipulate. You need something to do whereas you could also just find a new, really awesome, fun hobby that brings you so much joy and laughter and just everything you've ever wanted that then you're like, well, thank goodness I don't have to spend all my time thinking about food because now I'm actually enjoying my life. And this is really fun. And side note, I cannot tell you the amazing things that happen to your body, mind, soul, life, everything when you start having some fun. And when you start really, truly enjoying every moment of your life and making that the most important thing, the things that fall into place, it is not coincidence. It is, again, 
vibration and law of attraction and all that stuff, but it is a real thing. So you just have to get out of the way of it. So not only that, or kind of, I guess, going along with that, you're getting rid of negativity in your life too. Because even if you don't realize it now and you're just dieting because you don't really know any other way or this is just seems to be what you should be doing without you potentially even knowing you are filling your life up with blame frustration confusion negative self-talk judgment oh that just sounds awful right so you are intoxicating your body with negativity just because you're dieting. Everything else could be going great in your life, but this is going to take over. Your negative emotion will always take precedence. And so it's just going to keep you stuck just simply because of all that negativity that you are surrounding yourself with. So once you're free of that and your diet mindset has cleared, you start hearing your intuition and you realize you have your own internal wisdom, which again, freedom, hello. There's nothing that anyone else can say or do that hinders that or even matters to you anymore because you know what to do for you. So that diet industry chatter means nothing. What your coworker is doing means nothing. What your doctor tells you to do means nothing. I mean, I don't want to step on anyone's doctor's toes. Of course, please make sure to listen to your doctor if you think that's the right move, but also do your own research and, and work there too. But you just, you have this confidence and freedom and peace and acceptance and fun is just great. It's like total alignment with your true self. Oh, alignment. It's so Peace nice. Peace and ease. Yes. And of course, you may not be fully happy in the body that you're in. It's amplified by a million degrees when you're dieting and it is quieted to a place where you can accept where you are right now when you're not dieting and then things change. So great. With that, I mean, we should just end on that beautiful note. I think so. I don't even want to say another word. I have nothing else to add. All right. Let's quietly. And I'm hungry, so let's go. Let's quietly get out of here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>